Wow, it sure was nice to take a break from the podcast last week. Neil, what did you do with your time off? Well, I went to Hawaii on vacation. You know, lots of relaxing on the beach and enjoying the warm weather. How about you? I hung out with Andrew Wiggins. Caught the flu. Welcome to episode 126 of Wolf's Cast, the show that is ready to howl at tomorrow night's Wolf Moon. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. I was just lying in the intro. I did not like taking a week last week. I missed you guys. But you did hang it out with Andrew so Wiggins. It felt so weird. You did chill with Wiggins. Yeah, that's not the lie. Yeah. I, he gave me the flu. Yeah, but you were bummed out about not doing a show. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I yeah. would I would have been my flu game podcast, you know, <laughs> the flu game. I would have I would have been sick beforehand. I would have gotten on, dropped fifty, and then puked out. A couple of Wolves players could have had a flu game recently. They had an opportunity to come back heroically from from uh, sickness, illness, and you know have have the game of their career, but not nah, nah, not have it happen. Not to be, but yes, we are back. Tomorrow uh, night, the Wolf Moon. The Wolf Moon. I learned everybody. this yesterday. Yeah, or, tell us about the Wolf Moon. Scott. Apparently, the full moon in January is called the Wolf Moon. Who knew? I couldn't figure out the etymology of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just a fact. So now you know. Tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, probably the night you're listening to this. Hopefully, if you're a day one listener like I am, you look up at the big full moon and say, "That's the Wolf Moon." I didn't know what it was. You had to tell me. We now, now we know there's a thing called the Wolf Moon, and, so and do you. it's it's uh, big and bright, and hopefully, hopefully, you can see it. Hopefully, it's a clear a clear night. Yeah, I don't know what was the you know the better way to experience this past week. Uh, me, I got to watch the game spaced out like I normally do. You know, in the comfort of my home. And, you know, it was a little cold here, whereas you went to Hawaii. Yeah, it kind of seemed like you had a beautiful time there. Great time. Great time. Great photos. Looks like you you ate some good food. Yeah, Oahu and Kauai. Beautiful, beautiful time. But yeah, I I didn't watch Is there a Disney park? Yeah, there's a Disney resort. So no attractions, but, you know, they have a resort on the west coast of Oahu. It's just like, uh, you know, that you'd find in Orlando or at Anaheim or at one of the parks, but it's separate from the parks. It's called Alani. But the flip side of that is you had to watch four Tim Rolls games in the past 24 hours. Oh, wow. What a way to really immerse yourself back into this team. I feel like this is a test and I cram for it you know what i mean like i was just like up until we were recording i was like watching quarters and quarters and quarters of timberwolves basketball <laughs> I, I followed along a little bit on twitter on vacation but i didn't really watch the games don't have time to watch the game so yeah i got them all in on league pass uh just as uh you know we got in here to record today so yeah i'm pretty much caught up although you might have to fill me in throughout this show i mean Especially you as- just watch the game so you might have to fill me in. it's fresher in your memory you're you know? right I- but you might remember misremember it was that during the cleveland game yeah. was that during the memphis game what was that dunk you know it's a big blur but yeah also i didn't really follow along with sort of like the chatter online oh, and sure. twitter and stuff so I, there might have been some drama or some you know some some fan talk that we you know we didn't really that i didn't get to see um, but yeah, you know, we, we've been away for a week. Thanks for coming on back to listen to the show. We missed you. Back to our normal schedule now and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, we're uh, today on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the last uh, couple games here. Things are getting back on track for the Wolves. Uh, we'll have full court press. Uh, we'll be, uh, of course, having a wonderful sponsor. Uh, we'll be ranking something today. Power rankings. We're going to rank the best NBA video games ever. Because it is uh, 2K night as we record this tonight at Target Center as the Wolves take on the Trailblazers. Yeah, so we're going to rank our our favorite NBA video games of all time. We'll have weekly Wolfies and a game as per usual. Um, But yeah, we're going to dig right into uh, what what happened uh, in in the interim here. While we're not doing a podcast, uh, the Wolves are currently 14 and 22. Again, we're recording this on Thursday evening as as the Timberwolves, as the T Wolves play the T Blazers. Uh, 14 and 22, they are 23rd in offense and rising up to 15th in defensive rating. That's that wild. Is pretty amazing. That's yeah. wild that our defensive rating is better than our offensive rating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've been watching the last two ga- the last two or three weeks of games, you you can feel that because we've uh, had one of the best defenses in the league and one of the worst offenses in the league. But just from a big picture standpoint, this Wolves franchise is not. We've had some really great offensive teams in the past. But yes, it's been a long time since we had a team that was top fifteen in defense. Net rating twenty second right now. Um, but yeah, so the team is four and four 
um, over the last two weeks since we recorded this. So, you know, after after that, uh, what was it, 11-game losing streak or 12? What did they get 11 up to? 11-game losing streak. 11, yeah. Streak. They snapped it in Sacramento. What a game in Sacramento. <laughs> in Sacramento, finally get to And overtime, it was 105 to 104. Yeah. That'd be a low-scoring game in yeah. regulation. But that was a game that was defense-first basketball, everybody. You could say the offenses were ugly, but I would say the defenses were better. And then it was hard, grind, grit and grind, you know, smash mouth, defensive basketball. Speaking of ugly, uh, uh, Jared Jacobs, friend of the podcast, uh, Kings of the North host, and I attended the, the game against Cleveland at home. I uh, saw the Wolves lose a dispiriting game 88-94 to to the Kevin Loveless <laughs> Cavaliers. I thought you were just going to say, speaking of ugly, Jared hey, Jacobs. Yeah, it's just like that. He stopped not, there. Not a, not a good looking guy. Full stop. Uh, yeah, so uh, you should listen to Kings of the North. By the way, they're in peak form right now for the playoffs. Playoff time, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, and then uh, the team went to, or sorry, no, it was a home game against Brooklyn. Uh, one uh, in overtime. Uh, that was the last game of 2019, 122 to 150, uh, 115. Again in overtime. Um, yeah, and then uh, lost in Milwaukee uh, uh, by only two points. Is that right? Wow. Heck of a game. Wow, what a still, really good game. I still game. can't believe Robin Lopez didn't get teched. New Year's Day, you yeah, Jared Culver, the big dunk. I know, I know Jared dunk. Culver gets the tech. That's, that's fine. Yeah. He, he spoke, you know, he yelled yeah, at Yeah, taunting. But, but Robin then ran down the court and ran into, was it Nas Reed, I think? Yeah. Just like plowed like into him and shoved him. him. Like, I don't know how Robin doesn't get that technical. Oh, you would think it would be a tech on each side, right? right? Like a retaliation. That might have made the difference, Neil, in that game because we only lost by two. That was a pretty good game, though, you know, especially, you know, Wolves missing their two best Everybody. players. Not yeah. only that, we were missing so many people. It was like Trevor. Yeah. Graham, Jeff Teague, Teague didn't play in yeah, that game. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other guys who are laymen, obviously, still out. Yeah, given who the Wolves were fielding, to only lose by two to the league's best team, pretty good. Yeah, and they were at full strength. It wasn't like they were missing <laughs> They anything. had all their guys. Um, and then, yeah, this uh, this last week, uh, a week ago, Thursday, uh, uh, beat Golden State, the the very one of the other teams that has field, fielding lots of G League guys these days, lots of... Uh, Lots of rookies, lots of young dudes. The Golden State Warriors, one of the worst teams in the league. But hey, they beat us, so it was nice to get yeah. the win. You get, know, get them back. Get can't them back take it for, for granted. One. Yeah, um, and then uh, two wins in a row. I wonder when the last time we had two wins in a row was. It must have I been think, uh, they said it on the broadcast. Thanksgiving. It was like November thirteenth or something. <laughs> it's been a while. So yeah, back to back wins for the Wolves, going to Cleveland and uh, winning uh, one eighteen to one hundred three on Sunday night again without Kevin Love. Um, uh, there finally got him. You know, it would have been embarrassing to lose to Cleveland without Kevin Love twice. Yeah, that would have been bad. But yeah, that that was a pretty good game there. Wolves. Uh, you know, big game for Jared Culver in that one. I think it was a season high twenty four points. I uh, believe so. Yeah, one of his better performances. I think probably career high actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, but yeah, so Jared Culver played well, knocking down shots and. Uh, you know, taking care of business there. Um, and then uh, the Wolves, unfortunately, lost on Tuesday night um, in Memphis, 119 to 112. Uh, the Wolves cannot beat Memphis. It's a rule. It's a rule. It's they ri- have it's our number. Stone. They can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it here. Can't do it there. Can't do it on Sunday. Can't do it at night. You know, Sunday afternoon. Can't do it at night. Dylan Brooks is, I don't know. The wolf killer. I don't I don't watch enough Grizzlies to know if he's doing this all the time or if it's really just one of these things where it's just like we just don't have a good matchup for him and he just torches us always because he was good again. Maybe not to the heights he was in the first two games, but man. That's so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, they talked about it on the broadcast how you know he's, he's very pedestrian against other teams in the league but he looks like Steph Curry whenever he's playing against us man <laughs> absolutely so so yeah the Wolves I and mean, you could just hear it in Dave Benz and Jim Peterson's voice when he started when he's hitting 20 they're like oh here we go here we go we're gonna yeah. lose this like they, they're just like you know it's like when you've seen a horror movie <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's this like part. it's like Friday the 13th part three and they're like Jason's still coming <laughs> he's still got that machete yeah here he comes um but yeah so it's good good that after 11 games you know losing streak that you can go you know four and four in your next eight you know i think that's really strong i mean the wolves probably should you know given their level of opponents here maybe you could want a couple more of these you know you lose to lose against cleveland you know lose to you know memphis sure those are wins you'd like to have but overall i think the team's playing really well in this stretch you know wins wins or losses regardless of that Overall, the play is a lot higher than it was in yeah, the early part of December. Yeah, I think that you know Cleveland's obviously the one you feel bad about. I'm starting to feel less bad about the Memphis wins. I think that they are a they're better solid. team. They're a better team than I thought they would be. Yeah, and Jared Jackson Jr. Wow, what a great guy that is. And Brandon yeah. Clark too. Brandon so Clark and John Morant are probably the best two rookies this year. I mean, they're yeah. way up there. They're great. You and know? so until they hit the rookie wall in like February, uh, Memphis is legit. So. 
Yeah, that's not too bad to lose, especially in their building. Also, I think it was one of those issues where we had the day off before. We flew into Memphis the day before. Okay, okay. Eat all that barbecue the night before. <laughs> sits, sits heavy in your stomach the next uh, day. So All that pork. Yeah, it's, I, th- I, th- I charted up all of our uh, unsuccessful trips to Memphis to that. I would assume you would. Um, cool. Anything else, Scott, on this last week before we get into full court press? Uh, n- no, we'll talk about it in full court press. Let's hop it right in. Uh, let's do it. Here's the tip. <laughs> All right, so the number one thing I think we need to talk about, uh, you know, over the last two weeks here, what's kind of changed, what's looked a lot better, what has kind of been the catalyst for finally getting some wins has to be the defense, Scott. Oh, my God. Has to be the defense. You know, I, I've been enjoying these games so much. I'm so excited to tune into these games. I don't mind that when Wiggins and Towns are missing time because I really like this iteration of the Wolves, this try-hard, like, we, Scrappy. Can't, we can't make a bucket. We're 30th in offense, you know. Right, We're right. not scoring 100 points in a game, but watching that that scrappy defense it is super fun to watch just like these guys are all hustling so hard getting back to their man fighting over screens you mm. know just playing on a string and uh and leading the charge you know two uh two of our favorites robert covington obviously all team defense in his career yep yep we expected this from him he had a kind of a slow start but he's uh crushing it now and then our man mr trebuchet gorgie <laughs> jane everybody jangarang Hitting the threes and playing some of the best defense in the league. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. I like playing basketball. Check and, out our Instagram stories for a Gorgie reveal. You know, I got a Gorgie jersey currently wearing it as we record this, and uh, you know, we we love the guy. He's playing great. Nobody tells Gorgie Jane what to do. It's it's amazing, and I think that I'm excited for when Cat comes back. Because he's going to have to rise to the standard that Gorgie is setting. Gorgie is playing such great defense, and he's also doing pretty good on offense. You know, yeah. his shot kind of comes and goes, but the way he's moving the ball, the what he's doing on the offensive end, it's just gravy. Because he's been the him and Roko have been the bedrock of this lead leaguing defense. I have to say it a few times just because yeah, we don't one, get to say it very often. Over a certain stretch, you know, in a certain set of games, yeah, they're, some bad they're teams, way up sure, there. But yeah. you know, I I uh, I'm gonna say it, Neil, because we don't get to say it very often. Yeah, we gotta take it while it's here. But yeah, the, the defense has been great. You know, forcing turnovers has, has been kind of the main thing I think they're doing really well. You know, really disrupting passing lanes and that leads to just better offense because you're getting out in the open floor and you know Jared Culver and some other guys can, you know, finish uh, Keelan Martin getting out there and finishing well also so you know the 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 defense obviously kickstarts the offense in that kind of way um but yeah it's it's been just cool i mean covington with those hands you know culver getting the passing lanes that's really kind of been the the thing that stood out the most is just how they're kind of just not letting things come easy to the other team so much you know really getting in there and mucking it up and not only that we're playing great rim defense which has been one of the That's major shortcomings of Cat's uh, uh-huh. career so far is yeah. just the percentage that opponents shoot at the rim when he's on the floor is pretty bad. It's definitely one of the worst. Uh, so I think that, you know, obviously Towns scores more than he gives up. He's not Jeff Teague, you know, who right. who will score, you know, maybe 15 points in a game but give up 40 because he's t- terrible on defense. And he still is. It's 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 upsetting. But Cat generally is so good on offense, it outweighs the defense. And truly, you find a find a balance, you know. And hopefully, mm. now that these uh, these role players on the team have gotten a little taste of what can happen, we can find that balance a little bit better when Cat comes back. So that you know, because obviously Cat can't play defense to this level. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see if it's a willingness kind of thing. Like Gorgie has been straight up saying, when Cat comes back, he has to play at this level. And yeah, I, I love that that veteran leadership from Gorgie. I've been here the no. longest. I can say what I want. Yeah, you don't have a choice. This is what you have to do. You know, you come back in here, we, we've kind of set this standard, and now you've got to roll with it too. Yeah, that's really exciting, and I hope they can do that because it's the only problem with this great defense is that they've done it without their two most important players for the most part in, right. w- in Wiggins and Towns. So it's hard because those guys, once they're fully healthy and non, you know, sick or whatever, they're going to be out there for a lot more minutes. And then what happens to the defense at that point? So you know, it's 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 cool that they have been playing this well on defense, but in a way, it's it's a little bit you know you kind of have to be cautious with it because unfortunately, you know, you have some important guys who haven't really been playing. So. Yeah. The key is how do you transfer that? How do you make sure that when Towns does come back that the drop-off isn't too big? Well, I think that also, hopefully, that this just demonstrates to Towns in particular uh, that if Mm. you play the system, 
it's going to be good on defense. If you just stick to the principles of the system, because yeah. that's what these guys are doing, they're just playing the system. Whereas Towns, especially, uh, I remember that Suns game we went to, has a tendency to freelance on defense and does what he wants. He kept trying to guard Devin Booker because Devin Booker's his friend and Booker lit him up, you know? And so yeah. I just think that Towns has a tendency to kind of do his own thing on defense because he thinks that yeah. he's doing the right thing. But it, it, Gorgie has shown, if you just play by the system and do your job, the whole defense benefits from it. And that's hopefully something that you know, Cat can be observing as he's on the side. Some you hear that sometimes of guys like when they're injured or you know in the doghouse or whatever. Like they can pick up stuff from being on the sideline and watching so many games. I mean, Towns has missed eleven games now, and so he's just been sitting on the sidelines watching all these. So maybe you know, not that he's not studying film and not prepared or anything, but maybe there's a different level of kind of understanding. Hey, here's exactly what Gorgie's doing. I just need to replicate this. You know, can I, can I do at least a little bit of this? And, and hopefully. That is something that can help the team continue to be good on defense when Towns gets back as well. Yeah, because if he comes back and we drop to like bottom five in the league in defense again, it's, it's going to be on it's him. It's going to be damning. Yeah, I mean that's already the this word on the street about him is he can't defend worth a lick. And we've tried to say that's a little unfair, but uh, you know, watching us play without him, I'm starting to think, oh wow, he really is that bad on defense. He's actually as bad as the national media portrays him as. Um, I do say that you wrote here better without Wiggins and Towns, definitely better without Towns, and especially yeah. the games where Jeff Teague didn't play. Yeah, you could see us really having like a great defensive identity. But I think with Wiggins, it's interesting because I think he plays really good on ball defense. He's been playing really good individual defense this year a lot of shot blocking mm. uh, my favorite highlight in the entire year is when I saw him box out a big man <laughs> and so someone else could get the rebound not so he could get it he right. just boxed him out yeah that's the most impressive thing I've seen from Wiggins all year and I think that this he doesn't play as well with all the other guys the other guys like I said they're on a strain they seem to be, like yeah. Trevion Graham the way he fights over screens without fouling is just inspirational and Wiggins <laughs> dies on screens a little bit still sure, sure. so I think that Wiggins still has a ways to go I think that he could be a, he's not as good as the the role players that replaced him on defense but I do think that he's not the one who's gonna make this defense fall I think that he's good enough at defense that it's really Teague and Towns we have to worry about let's hope we keep it going you know we gotta keep this defense going you know that's that's been the weak point but hey i guess not i mean this year as we just said it's 15th you know for the whole season and the offense is really what really slows down and you know talking about that last memphis game it was their offense that that beat them there at the end right they couldn't keep up with memphis's scoring they can't sustain they can't really win like 125 to 121 or something like that like that's a really hard ask for them i think that you know it's the system we play it's built around towns and when you don't have towns then the system that was built around him doesn't work quite as well despite I mean, imagine being another team in the league and not having a center who can shoot the three ball because Gorgie's been great and Nas Reed in his... Uh, Filling it up. And that kind of brings us to our next point. So why don't we move on? He's hitting up. Shouts to the Iowa Wolves. Des Moines represent. They're out we got here. some call-ups who were doing the thing and proving their worth in the NBA, getting their shot and not wasting it, not throwing it away. Shouts to Hamilton. Before we go into the Iowa Wolves, though, Neil, and to talk about how they've been playing, I was on the Iowa Wolves website today. I just wanted to run by some of the special deals they have, including White Claw Wednesday, (laughs) two-for-one White Claws through the second quarter. Through the second quarter, okay. Yeah, yeah that's well, you like, can't, can't, can't be doing it at the end of the game. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got to drive home. It's like home. in baseball. You so, can't buy it for the seventh inning. That, that's exactly. I hate that rule. Is, it, that is rule. there a fourth quarter rule in the NBA arenas? Do they um, do that? I think they do. They say, I mean, if you order from like someone who's like, you know, walking up and down the aisles, I think they'll you know, say last yeah, call I think or whatever they do that, in the third yeah. quarter. Yeah, but when I worked at Target Field serving, you know, I was I worked in the in the suite level serving drinks and stuff, and yeah, there was a cutoff for when you could order. You know, you, you know, you could say the, the beverages stay in the suite, so you can keep drinking them. But there was a cutoff for when you could find it's, you put it's, in your final it's order. It's a bad rule because I always then I'm like I'm I better buy two big beers before the seventh <laughs> inning, and so then I end up drinking more than I would have. <laughs> the pressure, yeah. And then also if it goes into extra innings, it's like the fifteenth inning. You're like I love free baseball, but I haven't had a drink in like two hours now. You know, and so that's kind of a bummer. But, baseball might be too long, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring this up on my baseball podcast, TwinsCast or yes, something Twinscast in the offseason. Also, another fun deal. If the Wolves score 110 points or more during any home game, everyone with a ticket for the game wins a free season beef crunchy taco from Taco Bell. Wow, that's awesome. They don't even need to win the game. They just have to score 110 points in the game. So what I'm saying is Des Moines fans, get to the Wells Fargo Arena. Yeah, go down there. I know we got lots of listeners in Iowa, so you know, go to a game and two for ones on Wednesdays. Neil, do you know the name of the Iowa Wolves mascot? Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, Alpha, right? 
Good job. <laughs> Did you know it? I forgot and I had to look it up again today. So I, Alpha. I, I, that's a great job, Neil. You got to know about Alpha uh, out here. But um, we're not talking about the guys who are in Iowa. We're talking about the guys who are in Minnesota up, right now. up right now for the most part, yeah. Um, I think Nas Reed is the one we have to talk the most about right here. You know, because... He is, you know, he's someone that is tantalized from afar, I feel like, for a while now. You know, Summer League, you know, in Vegas, uh, you know, last summer. And then, you know, G League Showcase most recently um, here. But he hasn't really been called up until like a week ago, right? Like yep. a couple, just, he's only played a couple games here. You know, unlike other guys, Keelan Martin, you know, KBD, is, you know, who was, you know, on the team last year and stuff. There's other guys who have had little tastes of the NBA life when you've seen him in a, in a Timberwolves uniform and a Minnesota Wolves uniform. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as Nas, he's been so anticipated, I feel like, right? He's been so hyped and so like, He's been ooh. fun to watch from afar. He's having yeah. the stat lines down in Iowa where it's like, oh, he went four of seven from three and also had like seven yeah. assists and like 12 rebounds. And, you know, and so it's just like he's filling up the stat sheet in a way that, you know, it's kind of like a diet version of Carl Anthony Towns, you know, yeah, stretch like big, getting a couple threes a game, getting a couple assists a game and mm. also doing the rebound block thing you would expect. Yeah, the passing has been the most impressive thing. I mean, obviously, the shooting is his premium skill. Yeah, but the passing has been the most surprising thing for me. Maybe I just didn't know enough about that. But you know, he can really he makes the right play. And, you know, like Towns and like Gorgie a little bit, they can kind of, you know, throw a backdoor, you know, bounce pass, something like that. You know, they can they can make a playoff dribble handoff, something like that. So, you know, that's been really cool for for Nas to be able to see that uh, beyond all the things that we kind of expected of him. Yeah. And I think the flip side of this, unfortunately, is I've stopped watching the ball on defense when Nas is in because he is comically bad. Like I'm mm. laughing out loud at how bad he is on defense. He does things on defense that I've never seen an NBA player. He's do. a little lost. He is not a little lost. He is Jack Shepard. Neil, he's he's John Locke. He's on the island. He's, he's very lost. lost. He's yeah. he's lost season six. It's uh, it's amazing how bad he is. He has, on that good, end. He has good mobility. You know, he's 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 listed as six nine. He's probably maybe a little bigger than that. Seems bigger. But, but you know he's got good mobility for a guy that size, um, but maybe not like tall enough to be able to you know necessarily. Well, the other I don't thing know, is it's a weird thing where he's kind of like he looks bigger than he's listed, but he also feels undersized for a five. Like obviously he's going up against like Brooke and Robin Lopez brothers the other night, and like yeah. they were just massive compared to him. Like I don't know. So I don't know if he's, he's also like, twenty years old. Sure, yeah. And I think uh, and he's playing all in his rookies, first NBA minutes. Oh yeah, so. exactly. All rookies suck on defense. Then make it a big man. I think the learning curve is sometimes tougher for big men yes and then add in that yeah he's he's been 20 getting his first NBA minutes and so I'm not like worried long term even though how bad he has been shows me he's never going to be a great defender but you know he'll learn yeah hopefully he can just be solid um but yeah excited about Nas hopefully he can keep uh keep uh staying up here at the big club depending on you know I don't know obviously once Towns comes back you know there's going to be some rotation things happening there but you know we'll see we'll see we have him signed for four years like six million dollars yeah. so yeah, it's, it's great. fine it's it, great and what is what a steal that is already looking like it could be i think the next guy we can talk about is keelan martin i think he loves me softly i think he has really impressed especially from sort of what he has shown earlier in the season when he was up at the big club you know kind of disappointing a little bit of floater game there um, but other than that he was kind of getting steamrolled and was just like all right enough of this but in this stretch he's He's really look good and a little more competent, a little more comfortable. You know, obviously feels like he's been out there more, and that's helped him confidence wise. You know, as far as just like get, getting his own shots and you know still getting in the lane for those floaters. And then as Jim Pete brought up in some of the recent games, he's not a defensive sieve anymore. He's right. He's I like think that's average the most on defense. Thing. Yeah. He's- because he's still very hot and cold, I feel like, with this shooting. Like, if he misses, like, two or three threes, you're just like, he's not, he doesn't have it tonight, you mm. know? It really seems like you can tell pretty on if he has a shot or not. But he's, it used to be, like, if he doesn't have a shot, get him on the bench. Because what you have him out there yeah, for. Yeah, that's But it. he's buying into the system, once again, just following the rules of the system. He seems to have good chemistry with the other guys on the defensive end, which, you know, he's been a real positive. He's been above average on the defensive end in this past stretch. So, you know, I think that whether or not he's a great individual defender who knows but the fact that he could buy into the system and hold his own on that end is delightful and then on the offensive end he's not just waiting in the corners for a shot if he gets it he goes you know he's making action happen it's not stop ball think about stuff he he charges to the if he doesn't have a shot he goes to the rim and kicks it you know he's not someone who's gonna stop the ball and make it dead and slow things down and mm. I think that's been the fun thing is watching Shabazz and watching him uh, just kind of get the ball and go and keep the ball movement going and I think that's the bad part about seeing Wiggins and Teague come back 
back is like, oh, where's that fun whirling dervish of an offense? You know, now, and I mean, we were the worst offense when they were out. So I, I get it. It's not like we were great, but it is something that this offense seems to work smoother when it's not Jeff Teague or Wiggins stopping the ball and dribbling it. Yeah, those, I mean, and those two have kind of been the sort of like new surprises. I mean, Katie Bates Diop has been someone who's been up for a while now and has kind of been, you know, someone who, you know, Wolves fans have seen and is, you know, you know, so we kind of know what he is and he's been, he's been providing good shooting and defense and transition play, you know, throughout this season. But I feel like it's appropriate to shout him out anyway. I mean, Jalen Noel is another name, but he hasn't really done too much yet. You know, it was nice to see him up. Yeah, um, Jordan, finally Jordan hit a three, hit two threes in the Milwaukee go. game. Yeah, I think he does have a future, and that's great. But like, as far as like what's been going on so far right now, I, I, I don't think he's quite notable. I yet. liked what Dave Benz brought up about like the upper deck syndrome yeah, or something, yeah, where he's, he kills it in Iowa. His shooting numbers are awesome, but he's has trouble in the NBA. And that'll even out in times. I do think there is the human aspect of things that when you yeah. get into a bigger arena and the bright lights are a little brighter, you know, you can you can have some nerves. But his shooting numbers are so legit in Iowa that I feel like it's only a matter of time. It's not like he has a broken shot or anything. The whole young guy Iowa Wolves thing has really been a nice sort of like balm to the whole 11 game losing streak. Like what's going on here? Like this has been a nice surprise and a nice like reassurance that there's ebbs and flows throughout the NBA season. But the Wolves have a pretty good thing going on in their G League. You and know? I mean, one, how long have we been asking for that? Yeah. As long as we've had this Just show, we've been saying, you know what team. smart teams do? They have their own G League affiliate. They're not sharing it with the Miami Heat or something when we're sharing the Sioux <laughs> yeah. Falls Sky Force yeah. with the Heat. Yeah. They have their own G League team. And what the Wolves are doing great. They run the same system. Yeah. There's Sam a communication yeah. with, the, with the coaches down in Iowa so that they're teaching these guys the same thing that the Wolves coaches are teaching. So there's this harmony when they come up. It's not like they have to learn the defensive system. That's what they've been running in Iowa. It's very smart. I, I like know, that. right? I like smart that. organization. Smart modern stuff. Oh, I, right you know, here. it's another thing that's just as rare as us having the first defense <laughs> in the league. Having smart organizational moves yes. like this. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, setting yourself up for the future. Think, Shouts to Gerson. Long term, what? Yeah, what? I don't know. It's a brave new world. I don't I'm get loving it. it. I don't really get it. But yeah, it's great to see the Iowa Wolves playing well. Um, excited to talk more about them as the season goes on. Because yeah, we're gonna like have to start getting Nas Reed sound drops. Neil, I, we need uh, we need Nas Reed sound drops, and we need a Nas Reed nickname. I mean, Nas is pretty good just on oh, its own. Well. You know, nasty Nas. Like, uh, you know, th- there's stuff there. But I hope that with time and with more, you know, with him being, you know, here, you know, the, you know, playing with the big team, that you know, a, a true nickname will come forth for him. We might cover that in the game tonight. Oh, let's do it. All right, let's keep keep talking. One more thing here. He's on fire! Alright, this one's unfortunate. Town's still out. 11th straight game. Um, again, as we record this, they're playing Portland right now. Towns is in street clothes on the bench. By all accounts, he's getting closer. Uh, I don't know that's, if you believe that, but you know, a lot of fans are like, what's actually happening here? You know, like all that kind of business. It's just but, weird because he's been like a game time decision for yes, like two weeks. Right. It's like it's weird how he's quite he's been questionable for like two or three weeks. Which brings up the question to that say he's I think, out. I, yeah, I think like the knee-jerk reaction is don't lie to us. Exactly, because if yeah. you've been if you've been a game time decision for two weeks, then you clearly weren't a game time decision two weeks ago. at the beginning. Yeah, but it could also just be that like they're being extra. I mean, we talked about this a little bit on our last podcast. They're being extra cautious, and we're in support of that. We want them to be cautious yes. with Towns' health and with yes. all the players' health. And we've seen with how many games they've sat out. Uh, this this front office and these coaching staff is not worried about going into a game super undermanned. They're set, they're putting prioritizing health first, which is what we all want. But it's 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 super weird. Like it's almost worse to think that Towns has been close to going, but it's this lingering issue that's keeping them out. Like, yeah. it, it's worse to get over that hump. It's worse to think that they're being honest with us. Like, they're like, we thought he could play in Milwaukee. We really did. <laughs> yeah, we don't but, know. But <laughs> this knee thing, we don't have it figured out. We don't know a timetable because we don't understand it. That's more worrying than them. And that's why I think everyone just assumes they're lying because the truth might be scarier. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I think they're doing the right thing, as you said. Like, be more cautious about it. This season ultimately doesn't matter as far as wins and losses go. Like, you'd rather have him out there solid for like the last three months of the year, or whatever. The last, like, you know, the last, you know, half. You know, we're we're approaching the forty game mark right now, and you know, at this point, Towns has missed twenty five percent of the season. But you know, if you can have him out there for the last forty games, that's that's that, that's definitely something you're going to want to do. So numbers don't add up. What? No, I'm saying like he. We've played about forty games. Oh, I see. 
see yeah, so he's far. He's missed 10 of them. I was like, Neil, yeah. 11 games is not 25% of 25% of so far, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it'd be great if they could just get him out. You know, it kind of hopefully this is the uh, injury stretch. Uh, this is it for him for this year. And you can kind of look forward and be like, all right, he's going to play the last 40, hopefully solid, maybe a few here or there. Um, but yeah, I'm not too worried about this being some bigger issue. I think it's just, hey, it's a seven footer in his fifth season, uh, you know, and there's going to be there's going to be little issues there. I mean, he I think he came down on it weird. I don't think this is like a this is a wear and tear thing. I think it's more he had a small injury. He had a twisting of the knee that happened in the game. I can't remember what game it was, but he he landed weird, um, you know, kind of on the baseline there, and and was down for a little while. And I think he even finished the game, so it felt like oh, no, it's not a problem. But as we can see now, he's missed a lot of games and it is a problem so um so yeah i don't know what else guys is this is this something that you know we should be fretting about more than this not yet i still think that like if it were something bigger if it was something that was like it might threaten his season he wouldn't be out on the court warming up with guys shooting shots and stuff like that you know i just think that yeah he'd be still limping walking with a boot something like that if it were injury threatened his season or anything so yeah and this, I mean, it's annoying, you know, sure, obviously you w- we want to see towns, but I think that now, especially during the losing streak, but after seeing this team fight, kind of figure out how to play without towns, I don't miss him quite as much. Obviously I miss him. He's the best player on our team, but I have been enjoying watching these other guys figure it out. The so. worst part, other than the fact that your best player is injured, is that these games are sort of irrelevant in a certain kind of way that's like, okay, great. These guys are playing well, but what does it mean when they're with the most important player? Right. Like that's the best information is when they're playing. How's Keelan Martin uh, look? How's Nas Reed look when they're playing with towns rather than like, you know, Gorgie? The silver lining in all this is Gorgie Jang's trade value going up, up, up. As a guy who's wearing a Gorgie Jang jersey right now, how listen, dare you? I'm not necessarily How wanting Gorgie to get you? traded. Trading the MVP? Let's not. Uh, let's you, not you don't part with talent like that. That's what bad organizations let's, do. Let's not forget that Gorgie is hideously overpaid and is a problem for the team's uh, ability to build a team, going, a roster uh, building going forward. So Whatever hey, he's not earning on the court, he's earning in the locker room with his leadership. I love Gorgie as much as anybody. You know, I, li- I literally bought a custom jersey it's on me right now but i'm just saying if we're looking at silver linings here gorgie's played amazing and you might be able to get something for him i don't know i wouldn't mind it gorgie's been a great timberwolf he's the longest tenured timberwolf i'm okay if he gets traded tomorrow i'm still happy with his jersey purchase because he did his thing for such a long time i love him always i'll never forget this gorgie disrespect gorgie is a supremely confident perimeter jump shooter Someone else is going to get him, and they're going. He's going to play well for them. I don't know. Timberwolves Reddit has been enamored with Gorgie. All the memes are Gorgie memes now. He's um, fantastic. Here's the thing I wonder about because I know this kind of superficial stuff eats towns up. Mm. He's going from an all star lock to someone who I was can thinking about that too. Easily, and the, the second results came out today as we record this. And yeah, yeah. He's still like fifth or something. Yeah, because that's the fan the voting. But the thing is, he needs he's not to be a starter. He needs yeah. the media and he needs the coaches. The coaches pick the reserves, and the coaches will weigh in on how much time he's missed. He's missed. And if he came back like next game, I think he'd still make the All Star game. The game's in like a month. Yeah, it, I, I think he'd still make the All Star game if he came back like this weekend. But I think any time longer, and it's just going to cancel him out. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. That does that does sound like something that matters to him. More I've been than, voting more for him. Yeah. Have you, you been voting? It. I have not. I got to do it. I've been doing it this year. I, I have. It's been years since I voted in All Star. I've been voting <laughs> for my West my West team. I vote for uh, Towns, Wiggins, and Covington. Nice. It's it's is when you fill out the form that it shows it ranks them first, but you can go different categories and it shows you what's leading in those categories. But the default is points. Okay. And so Towns yeah. is like second in average po- points. He's average. way up there. Yeah. And Wiggins is like number six. So Wiggins <laughs> is like on the second line of choices. Yeah. His face is right there. You don't have to go into the search bar and type in Covington like I have to do to select Cov. Nice. Well, hopefully Towns gets better soon. They make that all star team. All right. Let's get to our sponsor. Or, you know, don't. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's got that money now. Like, it used to be he had to get on all NBA yeah. so he could unlock more money on his contract. Now, maybe it doesn't matter. He's all right. Yeah. All right, time for sponsor. The classic toy we all know and love is getting an update. Fans of the Minnesota Timberwolves will be delighted to hear that Mattel is proud to announce Magic 8-Ball, Carl Anthony Towns Injury Edition. It's the same great toy that can answer any of your questions, as long as those questions are about the health status of the Timberwolves' very best player. 
We're gonna give it a try here live on the pod. Mattel was nice enough to send us one of these. Neil, why don't you shake it up? Yeah, I'm gonna shake up this ball here. It just looks like the normal ball, you know, black ball, big eight on it. And then uh, you look through one side of it and it tells you tells you uh, the answers to your wildest questions. All right, first question I'm gonna say is, uh, will Carl Anthony Towns play again this season? Let's just give it an easy one here. Shake it up. Ooh, the answer, it is certain. Oh, that's great news. That's good, that's good. Not that's a season-ending injury. Let me yeah. give this a try. Hand it over, Neil. Okay, here you go. All right, I'm going to shake it up. Are the Timberwolves being totally honest about Carl Anthony Towns' injury? What's it say? Better not tell you now. <laughs> oh, no. That's a saucy answer Yikes. from the Magic 8-Ball. Yikes, all right, let me, let me do it again here. Pass it on over. Here we go. All right, shaking it. Are the Timberwolves fans overreacting to the longest stretch of missed games in Carl Anthony Towns' career. Let's see. It is decidedly so. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Well, wait, 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 there's more. Uh, the message is scrolling now. Oh my gosh, here, there's, there's more, there's more. All right, here, here's what it says. The Timberwolves fans are a fickle bunch. They have so little experience with an all-NBA caliber player that they jump to short-sighted conclusions about the franchise, how the franchise should manage injuries. Wow. The, the decades of losing basketball have infected the fan base to the point where the sky seems to always be falling. Wow. Settle down, everyone. A conservative approach is the best path in this situation. Wow. This toy is awesome. Wow. Thank you to Magic 8-Ball, Carl Anthony Towns Injury Edition, for their support of Wolfscast. All right, next up, it's time for Power Rankings. Power. 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 Yes, today on Power Rankings. In honor of NBA 2K Night, the Timberwolves are hosting. And in honor of the Timberwolves Gaming League, your champions World of champions. last year's NBA 2K League. World champions. We Shout had, out Bear to Beast. Yeah, we had to uh, dedicate this segment uh, to the to the 2K League and uh, the T-Wolves Gaming. And this is right up my alley, Neil. I don't know if you know this about me, but nah, I, didn't. I, I love me some video games. That's right. There's been plenty of uh, great NBA video games, uh, you know, throughout uh, video game history, and you know, this seems like a good occasion to to rank them. You know, from from uh, you know, rank our, our favorites. You know, some of the some of the top the top ones. All right. Well, let's just go with our top eight. Okay. Uh, this one might be a little controversial, but it's got a special place in my heart. It's Barkley. Shut up and jam. Uh, I remember this one. It's not Charles Barkley. It's just Barkley. <laughs> I believe it's just Barkley. It's just Barkley. Shut up and jam. Yeah, this is a Super Nintendo game, SNES. You know, kind of in the, uh, you know, kind of riding in the wake of NBA Jam. I feel like, right? Like it's kind of like a, you know, two two on two, two on two, two on two side scroller. It's Barkley and just a mix of different guys. It's just Barkley. Shut Barkley. Barkley. Shut up and jam. Crate cover, him with the rim, you know, we have all seen it. You had this on Genesis. Uh, yeah, Genesis, SNES era. And you play like outdoor courts, like the desert and stuff like that, or the jungle or whatever. Yeah, it, it was like NBA Jam and street ball kind of mixed up, you know, and um, what, 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 that's all I really know about this game. Was yeah, there anything kind of else like that a, separated it? Could you like... I liked like the Barkley and just ragtag street ball players kind of aspect to it. It I was thought, like like tanks and shorts, like not yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. Was there any other NBA players like there, licensed for You this? could play in the Phoenix Suns arena, but I don't oh. think any other NBA players, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been yeah, a few years since I I don't remember I any it. other NBA but players in this game. I just like the kind of street ball aspect of it. A classic when I think about, you know, that era of basketball video games yeah totally all right that's good that's uh that's number eight barkley shut up and jam <laughs> just a just a real attitude name in the 90s everything Perfect. was about tude and in you know the 90s I mean? like sonic as well. the hedgehog you know there's attitude involved there, and this any, is one of those things and i'm sure i'm speaking to our wheelhouse of listeners anyone who played video games in the 90s will remember not every game had your favorite players it used to be like michael jordan and Shaq had sold their rights to ea yeah so games that weren't made by electronic arts couldn't put jordan in the game so that's why you have so many games like nba jam no Jordan in that game, you know? And not to get us too far off topic, but one of our favorite games of all time, another sports game, Ken Griffey Jr. Presents. Oh, yeah. Major League Baseball. No other MLB players just in that Griff. game, just Griffey. And so this kind of reminds me of that. 
you're so close to getting me off topic. I can go off on that game. But <laughs> that's let's, another show. Instead, that's, that's let's Twins cast. Roll up to number seven, uh, NBA Street. I put with volume two. It's just the one I played the most. Is this a 64 that, game? Uh, no, it was like PlayStation 2 okay. era. Okay. And that one actually did have Jordan. They had three different Jordans you could play as. You could play Dang. as 85 Bulls Jordan. You play as 1995 Jordan. I think you play as Wizards Jordan as well. <laughs> and you could, awesome. so you could, it was three on three. And there's all these like cool power ups you could get by doing tricks and stuff. And once again, Ooh, it's kind of the same. It's an evolution of Barkley Shut Up and Jammer. It was this outdoor street court. Was, there's a lot of emphasis. This is when And One mixtape yeah, was, was a big. inspired by And One. Yeah, so early 2000s maybe. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so it, the, all three games are really good in the series. But I, I spent a lot of hours playing NBA Street Volume Two. Now, Scott, before we move on, we have to address the fact that NBA 2K has been the dominant sort of basketball franchise video game they own the industry essentially as far as M- nba you know games go as far as basketball it's games the reason go. we're having this round right this, that's this right. power ranking it's because of nba 2k night it's ubiquitous it's a cultural thing it's bigger than just video games like the the amount nba players obsess about their rate their score we've seen it every year when the nba when the 2k yeah, new game the they, they have the new ratings come out all the players are tweeting ronnie 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 2, 2k yeah, yeah absolutely 2K. And, everyone, and no matter what your score is everyone says it's too low everyone, i'm higher than <laughs> that you, no. you, yeah you could be lebron james i'm sure lebron's like too low too low too low so uh so we, so we have some entries in here that are different versions of the game that you found that that, that brought something new or interesting i picked to a few series. of my favorites because i do not like where the series is right now Ooh. the series relies anyone who's played the game well in the last couple of years will know vc virtual currency the game has really uh, sold its soul to try to get you microtransactioned up where you, it's like for an extra dollar you can unlock this thing for your guy yeah. and the entire game is built around that now and it's really upsetting the only mode i ever play is just exhibition or online yeah because every other mode is just seeped and you have to keep paying us money like if, if you're, you're building up your player and stuff yeah like you just buy it it's uh, so in, upsetting in the mobile gaming world it's called in-app purchases exactly that's right. what it is and it's very upsetting and it's been a problem for the last several years and it just keeps getting worse so you got to fix that um that's why number six on my list is nba 2k 12 number 12 uh this is before virtual currency was an issue and this mode had this was really good this is after uh the game after number five spoiler alert okay but 2k 12 I'll, I'll, let's talk about them both 2k 11 is number five on our list 2k 12 is number six 2k 11 had michael jordan in the game and I remember this he was on the cover he was on the cover and that was such a big get because even when you know he was playing you couldn't play as him in most video games and so that what they did is they built this campaign mode where you could play through i think it was nine or eleven of Jordan's best moments. You play the flu game. Awesome. You play the double dime game where against the Celtics where they, they lost, but he got, you know, like a 50s and then yeah. something. And so you get to play all of his greatest moments and uh-huh. you just play that game Finals, and you're Jordan yeah. and he's just like the god of the game. You know, <laughs> he's so much fun. And so you play through all of Jordan's best moments and it was so much fun. It really got me back into the games. And NBA 2K12 said, well, how can we step that up? Go on the next greater. Yeah. Let's go all the greatest teams. So let's have Magic. Let's have Larry. Let's have, you know, Prime Shaq. And then you play the greatest moments of theirs career you know wow. so it just kind of drops you into one game it's not like a career thing it's more right. of like a here's one game here's one sort of curated sort of like experience of like here's you you are jordan but everyone else kind of is how they are yeah and that's what started the trend of putting in classic teams in the game which i think is great play as because right. now it's standard Historic you have that you have the team and then you also have the best team in that team's history is always selectable too. Uh-huh, so it's the uh-huh. 0304 Wolves for yes. the Wolves in the yes. game. And so that's really fun. I love playing as ca- classic players and I think that's one of the coolest things they featured and it really started in 2- 2K11, especially 2K12 because they let you start playing as the all-time great teams. So let's let's keep the, uh, it rolling. Number four, Neil, is a game you're well acquainted with. Oh, yes. This was the game we had for N64, Kobe Bryant, and NBA Courtside. I remember it very well, uh, but I guess, was this also like Barkley or Griffey where is Kobe the only NBA player no, in this they had, game? They had, they had all, everybody. They had everybody. Full license. And, I mean, this was a time where, I mean, we played as the Wolves a lot, but we also played as the Lakers a lot because they had Shaq and Kobe. I do remember know? being a very fun game. I can't remember Kobe too number much eight. about it, though, like why it was so good. Was it It was it more of like, a, I guess, you want to say side-scrolling, was the forced view sort of like more of an overhead view? Um, no, I kind of remember it as side scrolling. I okay, could be wrong. Okay, okay. This is a game yeah. I haven't played in a long time, but 64. it was a game that we played a ton for N64. Yeah. And 
Also, I'm not sure you if you ever knew this. You know how we had two N64 controllers, the one that came with it, and then we bought that weird third party one that was yeah, like it clear. Didn't really work very had like well. you know why it didn't work very well? I got so angry at the game, I, I hit it on the concrete floor of our basement and broke <laughs> a piece this of it game, off. This game, and it never worked right afterwards. So it was because of this game that that second controller didn't work very well. Despite your frustration, this game is way up here on the list. I also remember this game was the first time they really had a great create a character where you could do weird stuff like make their thighs like super fat and then make their shins sure. like super skinny so you like couldn't see their shin legs but their thighs were just like humongous freaky body proportion yeah people. just got such a kick out of that when i was growing up but so they'll always hold a special place in my heart the only time i've ever liked kobe bryant nba <laughs> nba courtside there you go all right what's next nba 2k ai on the cover just you know, classic i went between a 2k and oh, 2k1 because they were like dream dreamcast. dreamcast we dreamcast, played baby we played uh, I'm not going to swear. We played this I game. Love we, this game. We, we wore this game into the ground with how much we played I love it. this game. So wait, so uh, yeah, AI was on 2K, but then what was 2K1? Also AI, AI? again, oh, yeah. Wow. He was, he, I think he was in the first three editions. Yeah, that's when that team was making the finals. Yeah, right? and yeah. he was the coolest player in the league. And like those oh, Wolves teams great were great game. in those games, too. And so... Just like that was probably the video game I've played the most, maybe of all basketball games, because we yeah. we love the Dreamcast and yeah. like especially those first two years, NFL 2K, NBA 2K, yeah, and NFL then NFL 2K1, yeah. NBA 2K1, just outstanding, outstanding games. Yeah, that's where this started, right? NBA, this is where the franchise. Yeah, these started. are the very first ones. And was it only on Dreamcast, probably. Yeah, when it started, only on yeah, Dreamcast. Then, yeah, wow. So yeah, I remember being both the football game and the basketball game as being like sort of like revolutionary because you could like use like the memory card VM you think oh, like, yeah. do stuff call and, your like, plays and stuff I remember, like the triggers like being a big part of it and i don't know it was I don't know, obviously it was like the at the time it was the best of the best so like that goes a long way too but, yeah yeah. And so, you know, NBA 2K has gotten better, but uh, I'm just, this plays a role. And this is a subjective list. It's not an objective right, list. Right, right, right. Know? Um, number two, this one's going to shake people because it's not number one. Wow. NBA Jam slash NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yeah. This is the one you all grew up and loved. Classics. On Genesis, on Super Nintendo, on the arcade. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Uptown. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they arcade in town here yeah. in Uptown. They, uh, in Uptown. Uptown. Yes, Uptown, Uptown. Yeah. They, uh, they have this arcade and I nice. play it a lot. Four and, player? Or do they? Yeah, yeah, four yeah. player. That's yeah. right. And you have to put a quarter in after every quarter, I think. But that's fine. It's worth it, you know? Everything, Makes sense. It's a great place to go. Quarter for Anyways. a quarter. Um, so, yeah, everyone loves this game. It's widely considered the best basketball game of all time. I mean, it's, it's probably been the most played basketball game of all time. Like, the most people have played this basketball game. And right? it's infiltrated our culture to the point where we have stuff like... <laughs> Boom shakalaka! Like, Boom shakalaka. This was the game that invented that. They didn't right. invent Razzle Dazzle, but like he's on fire. Here's the tip: he's eating up every week on this ep- on this podcast. You hear clips NBA from Jam. NBA Jam. That's how you the whole turbo mode. The yeah. whole he's on fire. The red shoes. It, it, this was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, you know? all, I mean, all NBA fans know what it is. And, and for me, I think about the pop culture crossover. You could like unlock Bill Clinton and like play as like pop culture figures. Yeah, and stuff the secret like that. codes. You can get that. You could also unlock the ma- some of the mascots. The mascots. Yeah, like the gorilla. Just Go gorilla so from. The Suns. Just so much fun all the time. NBA Jam. Everybody loves it. Whether you're playing the arcade or on the SNES or whatever it is. It's so simple to play. They got like the rubber band AI or whatever yeah. where it's like it's always going to be a close game. Oh, it always. At the buzzer. Yeah. If, if you're winning by too much, all of a sudden like they shove you, you and you lose the ball it. every time. You yeah. always get shoved. Every time you touch the ball, you get shoved and the ball comes out of your hands and then they put it up and no matter where it is on the court, it goes I guess in. with an arcade style game, you got to do that. Yeah, that's arcade games in a nutshell. Well, okay, so if that's number two, then what's number one? Well, before I reveal that, Neil, I want to give out a few honorable mentions okay. here. Okay. Best concept. This game kind of sucked, but I love the concept to this day. Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. The game takes place in the year 2031. Bill Lambeer has become commissioner of a basketball league, fired the referees, and created a style of play without rules. There are no fouls, and the use of weapons is perfectly legal. Oh, wow. I mean, this is this could never get done today on so many levels. Yeah, I mean, you know? the licensing is too tight now. But if, like, a player but- who... Like, because it's really just Bill Lambier and random dudes. So, yeah. like, I, I would love if it was like Meta World Peace Combat Basketball <laughs> set in the year 2055 uh, or something like that. Or you just know? the idea that a player's, like, not really their skill or not like just like their personality becomes yeah. like the main thing of the game. Like, yeah. this guy who's like an enforcer, like, becomes like the whole point of the game is like beating each other up. Like, right. it's like a fighting game. As it's much kind of as like an NFL game. blitz where it became less about the game and more about just slamming each other really hard. You know? Yeah. It just seems so insane. 
insane. Like, it just can never happen today. I'm yeah. trying to think what the modern equivalent would be. I guess, like, Meta Worlds, but even like going beyond fighting, like, what's like a personality trait of like a certain player, like Dwight Howard eating candy or something? Yeah. It's like something weird like that, where it's like, let's make a game around this guy's like crazy, quirky, like, style or whatever. It's just so Steph weird. Curry's long range yeah, basketball yeah, or something, it'd be like, something that. like that. Yeah, crazy. So uh, that was shout nice out to that game. Yeah, uh, not eligible for this list. Uh, Michael Jordan with Chaos in the Windy City and Shaq Fu. Yeah, Shaq those Fu. Are, those are platformers. Famous. Well, Shaq Fu fighting game. Yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan Chaos in the Windy City platforming game yeah, where yeah, Michael yeah. threw flaming basketballs and ice basketballs at the enemies. Yeah, and uh, they're both super weird. Not very good games either of them, but just a weird, weird like basketball branded game. And just an, and as far as the Jordan and Shaq, both Jordan and Shaq again, like the sort of like cultural, like sort of like. We we're gonna make a game featuring these guys who are basketball players, but they're not basketball games. They're not. They're so popular, we don't even need them to be a basketball game. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll buy this game to do platforming as Jordan. You yeah, know? and you'll buy Shaq and Shaq Fu. I mean, he still brings that up. You know, it was yeah, a bad game, a but thing. he's proud. Yeah. So, anyways, let's go on to number one now. Uh, a little controversial, but just trust me if you've never played it. It's NBA Jam. But for the Nintendo Wii. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have another name. It's just called NBA Jam. It's just called NBA Jam. And yeah, we, we both co-signed this. We played this game a lot when I got back from college, living living in the parents' basement for a while. Yep. We would just play it all night. 2010, 2011-ish. And era. I picked the Wii version because it was a great modern version. You get all the modern teams. And so it was really fun to play as like Kevin Love in an NBA Jam game, obviously. Yeah. But the thing that made this so much fun was the motion controls with the Wii. Like you would, uh, you know, throw the Wii up to throw an, uh, in the, the Wii you have a controller with in, in each of your hands right. in your right hand and your left hand you have the nunchuck and the in the Wii remote the Wii remote yeah. and so to throw an alley-oop you would throw the Wii remote kind of up in the air and then if like you were you're raising your hand or something right yeah. and then if you were trying to slam the alley-oop you would slam the Wii remote down and it just right. it felt great to do because you get the huge dunks of NBA Jam and then you and also get the physical motion of like getting to throw your arm down it was so satisfying yeah, the gameplay very satisfying. But then I, what I also liked about this game is it's a it's a it's a obviously a sequel to like this classic game that we all like for its like arcade simplicity. And they didn't do too much with it. They no. didn't like give you all these like crazy balls and all these like ten point shots and all this like weird gimmicky stuff. They just like pretty much kept it simple, but added this cool motion control thing. You and know, I, and just, I love that the, the aspects of it like that were a little clunky in the original NBA Jam. The shoving, the stealing, just feel a yeah. lot more refined yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, we were Rose and Noah a bunch. We, yeah. we really dominated. Chicago Bulls from that era. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Wolves team was Johnny Flynn, Kevin Love, and <laughs> Michael Beasley, which is the only reason I like the yeah. PS4 version. There was a version released, or I think PS3, like the next year. It didn't have the motion controls, but Ricky Rubio was on the team, and it was before everyone figured out he couldn't shoot. So he has like a nine and three pointers. <laughs> and so you'd play as Love and Rubio, and they yeah. were both just amazing sharpshooters. So shouts to that version. But NBA Jam for the Wii, oh man. Gotta go check it I out. Love I love it mean, so much. The Wii sold so well that most people listening to this probably like have a Wii or like yeah. have access to a Wii. If you have not played the NBA Jam game, it, I don't know. I can't really speak to like the like single player experience, but you gotta get two people. If you get four people, it's even better. Yeah. Next time you're at a party or have a party going on, and you know, definitely plug in this game. I bet you can find so it for so fun. cheap. I bet you can find it for so cheap. So everybody. fun to play. We gotta do it again someday. Number one by a long shot. By a long shot. Yeah. So much fun to play. All right. That's uh, power rankings. Let us know what your favorite NBA video games are on Twitter at Wolvescast. Tweet at us, let us know, and yeah, check out NBA Jam. Play as Johnny Flynn, you know. It'll, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. Up next, time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. The best team with NBA Jam Wii was uh, Chris Paul and the Hornets. Oh, yeah. It was Chris Paul and like David West. I but trying to think who he's with. Oh, yeah, David West. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the two we always went with. <laughs> so good. Point God, Chris Paul. Unbeatable in that game. Our Weekly Wolfies. Time to award some people, places, or things. Uh, it was tough going two weeks, Neil, because yeah. I have so many Wolfies you're built up inside building of me. them up. We can only do one. Scott. Well, I'm going to run through some honorable mentions. Okay, okay. I thought you, you might pick. You can do mul- you can do you can do multiple. Then I'll let you do it. I'll let you find the sound drop. You don't want to save any of these for later? No, I mean, most of these are relevant right now. I, I, there's some I'm saving that are evergreen, but these ones are time sensitive. Um, so first of all, Alan Horton, uh, you probably. Uh, heard on the Memphis broadcast, he was, did his called his 1,000th game for the Huge. Timberwolves, which is one 
that's a lot of bad basketball to watch. Totally. This past decade of Timberwolves basketball has been challenging to say the least and he was there for all of them so um some people like we watch the games on tv so jim pete and dave Menz are kind of our guys but some people listen to most of the games on the radio and that's yeah. like their that's the sound of timberwolves basketball timberwolves radio network Go ahead, Malloy! oh classic uh we'll have to put in the show notes neil you interviewed alan horton yeah about that. he was on he was on wolf's cast once upon a time Might like have been two seasons ago. Podcast. no i think it was like two seasons ago but <laughs> yeah. neil you'll put it in the show notes so you can go listen to that because yes. that was super he's very nice like he was very open to coming on the show and he talking sent about us that the, sound drop yeah, he as sent like us a wave sound file so. <laughs> which we learned during the memphis game is jim peterson's ringtone <laughs> ed malloy no no oh, no so amazing. Um, both Britt and John had um, John Krasinski, Britt Robson had amazing, amazing articles for the Athletic in the past week. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is one of the best articles Britt's ever written. Not necessarily from an analysis standpoint because he's written some more insightful things, but just how much of a pleasure it is to read. Every paragraph is just dripping with mm. like it's so amazing it's so amazing it's called big banged up theory how the wolf subs are staging a show worth watching i'm gonna read the first paragraph neil a basketball season for each team in the nba is a swirling saga of many episodes and plot twists dappled with astounding heroics and hideous pratfalls implausible triumphs and inexplicable embarrassments the minnesota timberwolves are no different in this regard save for the signature trait that they continually harbor more bad juju than lucky charms and seem to be perpetually rebuilding and the hoops equivalent of an unprotected lagoon at low tide so that the inevitable rise of the next moon washes the entire enterprise back into the province of the inert starfish and burrowing crustaceans I mean, Britt is a genius with the lead, but also I'm a sucker for alliteration. I think we talked about this with him when he was on our show last year with John Meyer, but yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for alliteration. He's amazing at it. He always launches it. And he really things. goes heavy on the intro paragraph. And yes. This whole article is an intro paragraph in terms of how, how hard he goes. The, pros. With the, the yeah. linguistic stylings. It's just a pleasure to read. Yeah, yeah. And then a special story. Wolves went to Cleveland and... Te- uh, you know, uh, Debbie, uh, Flip's wife, Debbie Saunders, came along, and Ryan and Debbie were going to go to uh, Cuyahoga yeah, Heights Cuyahoga. High School because yeah. they were dedicating the gym that's Flip's high school alma mater. They were dedicating the gym to Flip. Cat uh, found out. He he kind of put two and two together. Debbie's on the plane. Then I think he saw someone texting about it. And so Cat and Gorgie got the entire team to show up and go. They showed up this high school basketball game. How cool would it be, Neil? Playing a high school basketball game and an entire NBA, NBA team rolls in. Yeah. Um, but it's a great article. It really focuses on the memories of Flip Saunders, memories of how he was in high school. And I just think it's really, it shows the great character of these guys that they showed up to this. You find out fun things like uh, this team was never allowed to have black alternate jerseys, but the athletic director like snuck it in for this game and the jerseys say flip on them they don't say the team's name they say flip boom they dedicated the gym to him and everything so great article by john krasinski i recommend you guys both look at that and then one more honorable mention because we're not playing memphis in memphis again i got super stressed out their two minute warning is the sound of the mario you're running out of time music and that just stresses me out it stresses me out because it's like you got to get going you're gonna lose you're gonna die in 90 seconds and i hated it so with that being said i'm gonna give a shout out to the bucks uh fox is your real this is your real real one the real wolfie i was so impressed i got done watching that milwaukee game and i saw there was an option to watch coach coach bud's post-game interview with an american sign language interpreter it's a split screen on one side is bud giving his post-game interview on the other side it's somebody signing the entire thing wow so cool uh, I think accessibility is such an important thing to me on the internet and just through all things and I think that you know it's just little things like that that you know you don't think of but when you see it you're like why doesn't everybody do that I think that is so cool shout out to the Bucks shout out to Fox, Fox Sports Wisconsin uh, just it's a supremely cool thing for them to do so I, I'm really proud that they did that very nice alright my weekly wolfie goes to friend of the podcast Timberwolves employee Nick Restifo uh, he got a promotion slash job change here uh, this week. He's been working in the uh, Timberwolves analytics uh, department here for the last few years. And uh, today it was announced that, uh, again, going in with the, the, the 2K uh, 2K day here and uh, you know celebrating the title from last year, T-Wolves Gaming, 
that uh, Nick Restifo um, will be the assistant GM of T-Wolves Gaming. So he's going over there, and uh, it's really cool because it's just fun to see, you know, uh, you know, sort of like trailblazing out there, like just like... T-blazing. T-blazing, if, if, if you know. Um, you know, it's just like crazy to think of this kind of stuff and how far it's come and how like... It's just amazing that this is like the new frontier of like, yeah, at first it was analytics and basketball, and now it's like analytics in video game basketball. Right. <laughs> it just it just feels like, you know, very futuristic and very like forward thinking and very cool to kind of go into the space that seems to be, you know, kind of emerging and very popular as well. You know, we see a big segment about all our favorite NBA games in the past, and this is just going to, you know, the whole 2K League in general is just going to kind of raise all this stuff up to the next level. And uh, it's cool that Nick is, is, is in that. Uh, Nick uh, is a great dude and uh, plays basketball with us sometimes on Sundays. Pickup league, great at driving um, to the hoop and then kind of doing the Donovan Mitchell down. pull up in the paint. Yeah, yeah or or get mm-hmm. to the rim. He, yeah. he he gets in and he does his moves. And if the shot is falling from beyond the arc, watch out! Look You're out. in for a long afternoon with Nick. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Nick. Weekly Wolfie goes to you for the new position. And uh, yeah, go T Wolves Gaming. All right, finally, our Canis Hoopus Wolfie of the Week. There's so much great content on Canis Hoopus. Check it out. Leave a comment on our posts. Uh, best comment section on SB Nation and all of sports, honestly. Uh, so shout-outs to Canis. Big surprise. Man, MVP writer on Canis this year. Jake A. Painting. It feels like he's got three or four Canis Wolfies already this year. Oh, yeah. But uh, we talked about it, and Neil's wearing his jersey. Gorgie Jane's resurgence highlights his importance. It's a great uh, d- dive into what Gorgie's been doing, and it's the Gorgie Renaissance. We're all aboard and uh, yeah, we're all here for the Gorgie renaissance we're all watching it unfold before our eyes he's back you know he's hitting corner threes he's making it all happen he's amazing I like playing basketball and we like watching you do it Gorgie so check it out Canis Hoopist it'll be in the show notes and while you're there leave a comment yeah all right let's wrap this thing up with the game let's play let's play what we got today Scott all right Neil there's some uh you know some guys have been injured so some new names have been stepping up making their way into Wolves fans hearts everyone's coming up to me who's this Nas Reed who's that I think he's cute who's that guy you know people are in love so here are some questions uh some quiz and some trivia about Nas Jalen and Keelan so the answers to this will all be either Nas Jalen or Keelan all right all right only those three options they're all multiple choice yeah no Jordan McLaughlin all right, maybe this, uh, you know, I tipped you off maybe this first question earlier okay, in the pod. Okay, okay, okay. Whose nickname is Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to be, uh, we talked about this person needing a nickname. It's got to be Nas Reed. Hollywood, Hollywood Nas Reed. Why Hollywood? Did you find out why? I, I have not found out why, we but I saw him. it referenced uh, when I was reading some college articles about him. And his He's from ins- New Jersey. His Instagram name is Hollywood Nas Reed. Okay. So, sounds very not his like, handle, but his name. On sounds very like wrestling, like WWE. Yeah, like, it know, is. Sounds something like that. Which seems appropriate Maybe. For him, maybe. You know? He seems yeah. like he's got a big personality like yeah. that. All right, Neil, uh, one of the rookies that's really tearing up the league this year, maybe you've heard of him, Matisse Thibel with the Sixers, yes, yes. defensive wizard. My question is, which of these players played college ball with Matisse Thibel? Ooh, I'm not sure where Thibel went to college. Uh, you know, Jalen Noel, of course, uh, Washington, uh, Nas Reed, LSU, and uh, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Keelan. Keelan was a butler. That's right. Um, so where did uh, where did uh, one of those guys, where did uh, Thibel go to school? That's a great question. I you think, have a one in three chance here. I think here. I'm going to go Jalen here. Jalen Noel, Washington boy. Yes. Correct. Aha. Uh, I think he played for all four years. Jalen played for two. Okay. All right, Neil, next up. Who is nicknamed? Here's another nickname question, I guess. We have two. Who was nicknamed Baby Shaq by Rajon Rondo when he was in middle school? Wow. I I mean, I guess my first inkling is the big guy, right, is probably Baby Shaq. Uh, It might be a trick question, but yeah, I'll stick with Nas. I'll stick with Nas Reed, please. Keelan Martin, big boy, oh. apparently. Uh, now he's like a point he, guard. He, he, he grew up playing football was his sport. Okay. And he was so big that they had to bring his birth certificate to games to prove that he was the right age because that's how big he was. <laughs> and until he got into he really started taking his conditioning seriously later in high school. But before that, big guy. Oh, he's like heavy. And yeah. uh, it, it, all of his coaches were trying to put him in the post. But his parents didn't let him play for any coaches who would force him in the post because they figured... You know, if you're going to play in the NBA, you're going to hit a growth spurt. At which yeah. point, you know, you're going to need some guard skills. So, wow. they, they have the insight. Neil. Good to know. Feeling. All right, next question. Who grew up in the same town as Danny DeVito, Wendy Williams, and Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> 
Uh, oh, the New Jersey tip-off there. Uh, let me go Nas again, even though I got it wrong last time. Stick to Nas. Yes. Springsteen's the tip-off. Apparently he grew up six miles outside of uh, the town. Okay. But, but it's like Ashbury Park or something. Nice. I forgot to write it down. Yeah. But yeah, Nas, Jersey boy, just like Cat. Yeah. Jersey hoops, represent. Local times. All right, next question, Neil. Who has thrown out a ceremonial first pitch at Fenway Park? Wow, Fenway Park. Um, boy, I mean, regionally, again, I want to say Nas, but you can't. these can't all be Nas. Um, who would throw it out? I mean... <laughs> Wow, first pitch. Um, was maybe Keelan a Butler champion at that time? Maybe he did national champion? I don't know if they ever won the national championship. I don't really follow college basketball. I'll guess Keelan anyway. Keelan, please. Give me Keelan. This one's a pure guess. There's no context clues. And I have. Uh, I was looking up. I couldn't find the reason they threw out the first pitch. Okay. So this may, may be a lie, but it's on their Wikipedia page. That's Jalen Noel. Wow. Apparently threw out the Pac-12 first pitch. player of the year, but I don't know if that gets you a first pitch at Fenway. Maybe it does. Maybe uh, maybe it does. If you know the story, <laughs> let us know. Maybe the high school in that area or something? I don't know. No. No, he's watching. He's a Seattle kid. Okay, all the way. Huh. Oh, Seattle hoops. Weird. All right, two more questions, Neil. Of the three players, Nas, Jalen, and Keelan, which of those three didn't have two parents who were both basketball players? Wow. Two of those three are born to a mother and father who are both basketball players. Right, but one of them was not. I mean, I'll guess uh, I'll guess Keelan again. Give me Keelan. Mm. Oh, both legendary. Both of his parents. I think his mom has uh, her jersey retired at the high school day. Dang. His mom and his dad met in high school. High school sweethearts. And uh, Keelan Martin. Yep, that's right. So the answer is... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's Keelan. The yeah. answer is Nas. Nas okay. has parents who did not play basketball. All right. So. And then finally, Neil. This is relevant to Timberwolves fans, I guess. Everyone wants to know the D'Angelo Russell-Carl Anthony Towns connection. But one of these guys played with D'Angelo Russell's summer team before high school. I mean, it could be anybody. Let me say, uh, let me say, uh, Jalen. Let me say Jalen. Let me guess Jalen. Uh, it's Baby Shaq himself, Keelan Martin. <laughs> wow, played with Russell in high school. Yep. So, you know, it's hard to find fun facts about these guys because they haven't established themselves yet. you find them anyway. I found them anyway. So hopefully you guys know a little bit more about Nas, Jalen, and Keelan. You can't find those facts in the media guide. That's right. I, That's, I, I looked. They're not there. You dug deeper than that. That's why you listen to Wolf's Cast to the very end. Because you get to get little trivia bits like that from Scott. All right, there you go. Hopefully you did better than I did. I got about half of them, right? Maybe a little bit less. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty much guessing it. But uh, yeah, more, uh, more, uh, uh, you know, quick facts for our friends from the Iowa Wolves, who are now Minnesota Timberwolves as well. All right, that does it for our show today. Appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to the show, downloading. Thank you very much. Please follow us on Twitter at Wolvescast. And on Instagram at Wolf's Cast Pod, we just posted an unboxing of my Gorgie Jang uh, City Edition jersey. You're going to want to see that, uh, to see the studio and how we do things uh, before we record. Um, but yes, thanks for sticking with us as we skipped a week. Um, next week, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back with another show. We have a very special guest next week. Can't wait. Know? So we'll have a third person here in the studio with us. Who, who will it be? Well, you'll have to listen next week to find out, won't you? Um, but yeah, you know where to find us, Canis Hoopus and at all the other places where you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You know all the spots. Um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with another show and a, and a special guest in studio as well. Until then, go Wolves. Oh, that's a fun-